but there's stuff in you that has to break because we're taught to run after money our whole lives. Even your parents and the people at schools ask you, what career are you going to get? Why? You know, don't go for that career. There's no money in that career. Go for this career because you'll make more money. So you pursue a career that you hate, but because you think there's money involved, you give your whole life to follow that thing. When, when we give, when, you know, we're giving from this church. Remember, last year, the Lord spoke to me and He said, I want you to sow a year's worth of wages. So what we did was we took the years before's income and we said, okay, Lord, we're going to sow that amount this year. Imagine everything you're earning this year becomes your seed that you sow next year. So when I say that, it sounds impossible. It sounds like that's crazy. But it literally happened last year for us. It happened last year. The year before we had given, we, we brought in about 125000 And so we decided that we're going to give 125000 last year. And in my mind, I was like, I don't know how that's going to happen. Lord, one of two things have to happen. Either you're going to provide it or we're not going to have any money. But I'm going to obey you. Amen. And so we saw last year at the end of the year when we added it all up and the stuff that I didn't even calculate, we had given $226,000 last year. We went from giving $25,000 the year before to giving $226,000 one year later. I feel that in the room right now. You better lift your hands up. There is increase coming to you. The limitations are being broken off you. And Father, I thank you that you break people through the fears. You break them through limitation. You break them through lack. And Father, that you, you drop it on the inside of them by faith, even right now, God. Faith, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Father, put it in their spirits where they can believe you and step out and see that breakthrough. In Jesus' name, say, I receive it. I take it. It belongs to me. Double is mine. Increase is mine. I'm not going backwards. I'm moving forwards. So, you know, after last year, you know, you can say, well, it was just one year. You know, the Lord just told me last year to do that. That means this year I go right back to giving 25000 a year. Say, No. Why would the Lord lead you to increase and then say shrink back? No, you need to sustain that level and move forward. And so this year right now, we're giving over 10000 every month. We will not go back beyond. We will not go backwards back to 25. No, we will stay at 125 plus. Can I get an amen? And so it's exciting. All of you are going to increase if you stick around. If you can actually make it through the test of your heart being broken from fear. Listen, this property that we have here, you don't understand the work God had to do in Misty and I for us to lay hands on, to lay hold of this property. You don't just get a $1.9 million property into your hands. It doesn't just happen. There has to be a work God does on the inside of you before it happens on the outside of you. 
And a lot of people want what's on the outside. I want this, I want that, I want, but you're not willing to come to the cross with the junk that's in you. Because from the heart flows the issues of life. If the heart doesn't change, nothing in your life changes. It has to change on the inside before it changes on the outside. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If what's in your head doesn't shift and doesn't change, then that's as far as you're going to go. But the minute God drops something on the inside of you where you see beyond what you currently see, like Rafiki, look beyond what you see. When you can see beyond what you currently see, what you see you can lay hold of. But there has to be a breakthrough in your heart. And, and I remember, oh my gosh. I remember the Lord, the first time He told me to clear our church bank account. There wasn't much in there. But it was all we had. It was like $7,500. We're sitting in the meeting and the Lord speaks to me and says, give everything. So my wife looks at me and says, what did the Lord tell you to give? I said, he told me to give everything. And then she's like, well, how are you going to pay the bills? Good question. So when the Lord speaks to you, you can either look at what you have to do or you look at what the Lord tells you to do. The Lord will never tell you to do something to lead you into trouble. He will only tell you to do things to bless you and bring you into breakthrough. Right? And so the offering envelopes went right by. Missy said, you're not going to give? I said, no. And I just waited because we have to be in agreement. And about two minutes later, she looked at me and said, are you going to do what the Lord told you to do? Yes, baby. <laughs> Cleared all that money, gave it all. Notification from Bank of America. You have zero dollars in your bank account. Please transfer money. And you know, the Lord multiplied it back. All came back, plus extra. I remember the Lord telling me to give $5,000 the first time from the church, from the ministry. And it was like, I had the 5000 in the bank account, but I had like this chokehold on me where I was like, it's my little security blanket right there. So do you trust in your money or do you trust in God? And he'll test your heart sometimes. And you're not going to move into a new season until you overcome that, pass the test. Look at somebody and say, there's no promotion without a test. And your heart will be tested in the area of resources and finances when the Lord wants to bring you to a new place. You're not going to see increase on the outside until you see that breakthrough on the inside. And you say, why is he talking about money like this? Because I'm trying to help you. Trying to help you. Trying to help you expand your boundaries on the inside. So I put God on a payment plan. I had the money. So I said, Lord, what I'll do is I'll give 2000 now, and then over three months I'll give you 1000 a month. And then after the, the four months, whatever, January rolled around, I was all excited and so, you know, full of myself. I said to the Lord, I said, Lord... I did what you asked me to do. And there's some promises the Lord made to me. And I said, now, Lord, because I fulfilled 
the vow that you gave to me. I want you to, uh, the vow that I made to you, I want you to fulfill the vow that you made to me. And the Lord said, oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Because then he said, you've made two vows to give to certain churches and people that you haven't fulfilled yet. Oh, I was like, dang. We're going deep now. So the Lord starts dealing with me personally, and he says, you made a vow to give 10,000 rand to the church in Cape Town that you never gave, and you made a vow to give $1,000 to the minister over here, and you haven't given those two amounts that you vowed, and I heard the vow you made. The question I have for you is, what vows have you made to the Lord that you have not fulfilled? He's going to hold you to those vows. It's better not to make a vow. Do not promise anything to God. God, if you'll get me out of this, then I'll do that. Ha, huh, he's going to hold you to it. I feel, I, feel, I feel something in the room. But let me tell you what happened. When the Lord revealed that to me, I didn't have it in my ability to take care of those vows, but God supernaturally provided the seed so that I could take care of it. If you've made a vow to the Lord and you haven't fulfilled it, lift your hands right now. Father, I thank you that you bring the provision so they can fulfill those vows. I release it to your people. Say, I receive it. Say, all the provision I need to fulfill my vows is coming. It's on the way. In Jesus' name. And so that year we fulfilled those vows. Then the next time I went to the camp meeting, the Lord spoke to me again and he said, I want you to give $10,000. But he told me to take $5,000 out of the business and $5,000 out of the church. Now I'm touching my wife's money. Try touching your wife's money when she doesn't want you to touch it. Try touching his money. Look at somebody and say, there's no my money. There's no your money. It's all God's money. And if he tells me to do something with it, then I'm going to do it. And so I called the office here, got it all clear. My wife wasn't very happy with me. Listen, I know what it is to be in fear. I know what it is to live in fear of lack. I know what it is to live in fear of not having enough. I know what it is to live in the place where can God provide for me. I know what it is to live there. I know the stress. I know the calculation that goes on in your head. I've been there. And you have to break out of that place where you become limitless, where circumstances and your bank account doesn't tell you, money doesn't tell you how you're going to live. You're going to tell money how you're going to live. But there's stuff in you that has to break because we're taught to run after money our whole lives. Even your parents and the people at schools ask you, what career are you going to get? Why? You know, don't go for that career. There's no money in that career. Go for this career because you'll make more money. Am I talking to anybody this morning? So you pursue a career that you hate, but because you think there's money involved, you give your whole life to follow that thing. And you're miserable. Why? Because money controls you. And Jesus said it in the book of Matthew, you're going to live one of two ways. You either live for God or you live for money. And this is a hard thing. 
that has to be dealt with. Look at somebody and tell him he's trying to help you. If you get mad, it's good. One of two things is going to happen today. We're either going to have a riot or we're going to have a revival. And I'm talking about us breaking through as a couple. My wife and I having to break through the fear. I was in fear. I put God on a payment plan, guys. Are you leaning and trusting on your money? That can go in one second. And so we overcame that week. It was all good. And then the next conference we went to, the first question my wife asked me before we left was, what are you going to give? I need to know. I need you to tell me right now. I don't want any surprises when we get there. So we go to the conference. First meeting, the Lord speaks to my wife until I said, babe, I'm just giving like a thousand bucks from us personally. And the Lord hasn't spoken to me anything. We get into the meeting. We sit down. Offering time. The Lord speaks to my wife. Give a thousand dollars. Then the Lord tells her, you're going to give a thousand every service. Morning and night. And we're there the whole week. Two meetings a day. <laughs> ten meetings. That's already ten grand, you know. Eight meetings. Eight thousand dollars. We get to the Thursday night meeting, and they have some prophet guy from Africa. And he says, I feel the Lord saying, some of you need to give $10,000. Come put it on the altar. And here my wife is in the seat shaking under the power of God. Because the Lord's now telling her, after putting all these thousands down, now she needs to give, commit to $10,000. And I'm watching my wife weeping, shaking. And she obeyed the Lord. She got up. She went to the front. She made a commitment that I'm going to do what the Lord tells me to do. And she totally broke out of all fear. Finances no longer dictating to us how we're going to live, how we're going to operate. We're going to obey Jesus. Amen. She gave $18,000 that week. My measly little 10 grand, she's like breaking the bank. <laughs> totally. There's, you know when you're living under something, and then you know when you're above it. And God doesn't want you to live under your circumstances. He doesn't want you to live in fear. He wants you to live free. He wants you to live by faith. So that when He says something to you, you say, yes, Lord, and then you step. And when you step, it shows up. I can't explain it. You, you, you can only experience it. And in this season, the Lord is going to break some of you in the area of finances. Because where you're getting ready to go, you have to, to do something you've never done. And so God requires certain things of you. And I'll tell you this story too. There's been two very specific offerings that the Lord has required of me that were precious offerings. They might not have been a lot in value. They might not mean anything to you, but they have your heart. 
And the thing that has your heart, the Lord is going to test. Oh, that's a miserable moment. Lord, I'll give you these five things, but don't take this one thing. But let me tell you something. When the Lord touches something precious in your heart, He's going to give you something precious from His heart. And so know this, when that test comes, don't fail it, pass it. Because there is no promotion without being tested. And we are in a testing and a promoting season right now. Can I get an amen? Amen. And so in order for you to go to the next level, the Lord has to break some things on the inside of you. And there's always another level that you're going to grow to. But it cannot be sustained by the arm of the flesh. It has to be sustained in the spirit. And when you break through to that level, God will sustain it. It's not something you have to do in your own strength. I'm not worried about us giving 125000 from the ministry every year now. We've broken through, and we're, we're on this level. But the next level is going to be where we break a million dollars. And in order for us to break a million dollars, that means you have to be increased. Because it's going to flow through your hands. And so you've got to decide, God, do you want it to flow through me? And then you have to let the Lord expand you. It has to break in you. Comprende? You got it? It's one thing to hear it. It's another thing to live it. It's one thing to hear what I'm telling you, but when you face the test, it's going to become very real to you. And on the inside of you, you're going to start to calculate. You're going to move from revelation, the voice of God, to calculation. And you have to understand that when you get into your head and you start reasoning it out, what you're doing is you're convincing yourself that what God said, you don't have to do. But I'll tell you this, the minute you hear the Lord, it's like a pop-up that you can't get rid of. The minute the Lord puts that in you, it's not going away. And you might not pass it this week, but it's going to annoy you Or you're going to leave. You're going to walk away from the Lord. I feel it now. There's things that the Lord has been nudging you guys to do already and you haven't done it. What are you waiting for? And I want to encourage you, be quick to obey God. Be quick to obey Him. Don't put Him on a payment plan. We have not lacked one day in our lives, guys. And there's, there's something when you stay faithful, constant, and you'll see the Lord will break you through. Look at the person next to you and tell him you're in a season of promotion. You're about to break through to a new level, whole new place. And when you break through, you'll never go back. I'm going to read a scripture and give you an opportunity to give. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Jesus speaking. The letters are red. They're fiery hot. Let it burn. Don't store up treasure here on earth where moth eat them and rust destroy them, where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasure in heaven where moth and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. 
Look at the person next to you and tell them where your treasure is. There the desires of your heart will also be. God wants your desires to be His desires. They should not be selfish desires based on temporary things. They need to be His desires that are based on eternal things. 22 says, your eyes are a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But if your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. This is where it gets crazy. If the light you think you have is actually darkness, that's super deception. How deep that darkness really is. Verse 24 says, no one can serve two masters. You will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Cannot. Because money will tell you what you can and what you cannot do. That's why people would rather work than come to the house of the Lord on Sunday. Because money's telling them how they're going to live. If you can't come to church because of work, you've got a problem. Straight up. Money is telling you how you're living. And you need to tell money, no. God is going to provide. I'm putting him first. I will seek first the kingdom of God, and I will live righteously, and all these things shall be added unto me. You've got to make a decision that you're changing your lifestyle. You say, that's really hard, Pastor. It is. There's cuts that you have to make that hurt. They are sacrifices because you're going to obey God. You're not going to live to please your flesh. You're going to live to please God. And they are cuts. You don't understand the cuts that we've been through to be where we are today. But I'm telling you right now, if you'll let the Lord prune you and you'll let the Lord cut these areas and you'll be obedient, you will flourish. Your life will go from glory to glory. It doesn't make sense in the moment because fear tells you you won't make it. But you have to make a decision that you're not obeying fear. You're not living on your circumstances. You're going to put your trust in God, and you're going to trust God to bring you through. And that's in every area of your life. This is finances. This is in every area. There's some friends you have to walk away from. There's some circumstances you have to walk away from. There's people you have to walk away from. There's places you need to leave. And there's emotional ties and all kinds of things, but we're trying to get you free. Can I get an amen? amen. Trying to get you free. And that, that thought that comes through your head that all the church wants is money, if that thought is even ringing in your head, you need to crush that thing. You need to crush it. This church is fully funded through our business. We don't need the money. If everybody stopped giving today, we still, fund, we still keep doing what we're doing. Because this is not about your money meeting the needs. We decided when we started that we would not be the tail, but we would be the head. And so we spent 14 years building a business 
to provide the funding that we needed to be sustained ourselves. And out of the overflow, we would do ministry. We are finally, 14 years later, able to say, you know what? Our, our, what we have built sustains us, so now we're free to do ministry without putting pressure on people. And I can't say that about other places, but I can say it about this place. And so there's never going to be manipulation to get you to give. We're going to give you the straight-up truth, and you're going to decide, am I going to walk where they are or not? I'm trying to lead you to a place that we have broken through. The blind will lead the blind straight into a ditch. You're following somebody. The last thing you want to do is go talk to somebody that has had five broken marriages about getting marriage counsel. When things are going down with you and your spouse, the last person you need to go talk to is Uncle Bob at work. No, go to somebody who has a marriage that's flourishing and find some advice out how to get your marriage stronger. You don't need negative Nancy telling you quit, give up, kick him to the curb. You don't need him. If your name is Nancy, I'm sorry. Or maybe it's a prophetic word. I don't know. That is why I tell you, do not worry. Are you worried about everyday life? Whether you will have enough food and drink, enough clothing to wear? Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to Him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why do you worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. If you're ever worried about clothing, just go look at some flowers. Just go sit in the yard and look at your flowers. If you've got weeds, then you should get out the shovel and start ripping stuff out of the ground. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, He will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, oh my God, we could go off for days on that. Don't worry about these things saying. Don't let this stuff come out of your mouth. Oh, I don't know how we're going to make it. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. What you speak, you actually establish in your life. You do not want to begin to say, I don't know where we're going to get clothing from. I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't know how we're going to do that. The last thing that you need coming out of your mouth is God is not able to provide. If that's coming out of your mouth, then you're not trusting God. You're trusting in you. If, if 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 in your household, there's stress in your household, Because of the lack of finances. And out of your mouth is coming lack and fear and worry. We're not going to make it. Know that there's something in your heart that has to shift. You now have to shift from looking at the money and you've got to start looking at God. And when you break, we're going to break this thing today. I feel it. I feel it. We're going to do jujitsu. We're going to do kung fu. 
We're going to do Kung Pao. We're going to go drunken flying chicken. We are going to break the devil of lack. We're going to break this devil that of poverty. We're going to break this devil of religion. We're going to break this thing that has been holding you bound, keeping you tormented in fear that you're not going to have enough. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that enemy is being exposed. You will no longer live in bondage to that thing's voice. You are going to break free today. Why is he taking so long? Because i got to get it out of me. Because I feel it in the room. The Holy Spirit move. Because when you have your way, something has to break. You tear down every lie. You set the wrong things right. Because when you have your way, heaven's going to break through your heart today. Oh, I see... I see the lightning and the thunder. I see the judgment of God on the devil that has been tormenting you. Oh, boom. Shaka Zulu. Bam. Shazam. It's going to be like what, um, it's going to be like what God said to Moses. What did he say? So when Moses was, getting, was standing by the Red Sea and the, Israel, and the Egyptian army was coming to attack them and kill them. You know the story? If not, you should watch Prince of Egypt. And the Lord said to him, divide the waters. He said, you're going to walk through and the enemy you see today, you'll never see again. God is getting ready to destroy your enemy. And you will never have to face that enemy ever, ever again. You can look that devil of lack in the eye. You can look at that spirit of poverty in the face and you can say, bye-bye. We will never, ever have to deal with your ugly face ever again. You will no longer tell me how to live. You're not going to dictate to me how things are going to go down. I am a child of the Most High God. My Heavenly Father provides all of my needs. I never have to worry. He cares more about me than the lilies and the birds of the sky. My God shall provide. I am a child of God. I have an inheritance in Christ Jesus. And I don't live under the curse. I will no longer work by the, live to survive by the sweat of my brow. But I am coming into who I am in my identity in God. And my God will care for me. Yeah. You say, it sounds like a dream. Oh, it's so good. When you break through. And what you realize is what you have is enough. Even though you have more than enough, you're still living with this thing on the inside of you. Like Missy was saying, we, we had it in the bank accounts, but you live with this thing where you're micromanaging and worried and concerned and tense about everything being spent. 
It says, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. He already knows them. And then he tells you, this is how you need to do it. Seek first the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteously, and he'll give you everything you need. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. And what most people do is they're worried about tomorrow that they can't even enjoy the life they're living today. You're stuck in one of three places. You're either stuck in the future where you're worried and concerned about what's happening. Or you have vain imaginations where you live in a dream about tomorrow and you're not present. A lot of people want to escape the present because they hate their current life. Or you live in the past. You're always looking backwards. What I did in 1921 and what I did in 1935 and what I did in 1963 and what I did. The enemy wants to remind you of everything in your past. And then he'll have his prophets come around. Your old friends. And they will remind you of who you used to be. And they will remind you of all your problems in your past. And what you're this, this, and that, that, and then, then, yeah. And you live under the rain cloud of yesterday. And you, you are so taken over by yesterday that you, you have no, no access to the presence of God in the now. Because you're either living in tomorrow's worries or yesterday's regrets. And we need to break you out of that, and we need to break you out of that, and we need to bring you into the now because faith is now. And God wants to walk with you in this present moment and help you overcome everything that you're facing. But you've got to stop escaping the giants that are terrorizing you, and you need to face your giants and let them know today's the day that you're coming down. Can I get an amen? So we can't run anymore, church. You can't hide from yourself. You go everywhere with you. You sleep with you, you wake up with you. It doesn't matter how much you drink, how much you smoke, what pills you take, how you try to escape, you're still stuck with you. And it's time to face the stuff in you and deal with it once and for all. Because it's miserable. Is this true? It's miserable. You get anything out of that? You're ready to give? All right, so this is what you're going to do. You're going to close your eyes, and you're going to say, okay, God. Take a deep breath. Now, when you talk to God, who do you think is talking back to you, the devil? No. If you ask God a question, the voice that you hear on the inside of you will be the Lord. He's going to nudge you right in your heart. The devil will never tell you to give. Promise you. He will never tell you to give anything. And if money was evil, then the devil would have truckloads of it dumped in my front yard. If money was evil, then the devil would make sure that I had a lot of it. But money isn't evil. The heart is good or the heart is evil. And what you do with your money will be good or it will be evil. Money is just the magnifier of what's already in, in your heart. And the Lord wants to break you free today. I feel it so strong. The Lord wants to set the captive free in this area so you can be free, man. So, Father, today, 
as we look to heaven. Father, you know exactly what the future holds. You know all of our needs. You know exactly what we have in our hands, God. Lord, you would never ask us for something we do not have. And I thank you that our miracle is already in the hand. Father, today, as we, your people, ask you what it is that you want us to give, I thank you that you speak to our hearts, God. Speak specifically to people's hearts, Lord. Today, even this week, God, talk to them about their giving. Father, you are a giver. You love the world so much that you gave. And Father, I thank you that we are your children and we will excel in this area of giving. In Jesus' name. I'm just so glad to be a part of the family. No matter what you're going through, I got you and you got me too. What's up?